1: You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A U D A C Y. Say W E E I is a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more Gresh and Fourier on W E E I. 1201,
2: Andy, just in case you're wondering what time it is. The noon o'clock hour. The noon o'clock hour, straight up or straight down. Ah, uh, So <laughs> on the hotline right now, because we got to find out what's going on down in Atlanta. What's going on with our guy, Bill? On the hotline right now, Michael Rothstein. Who covers uh, the Atlanta Falcons for ESPN, has gladly agreed to join us and to give us all the information. Michael, good afternoon. How you doing? You're on with Christian and Andy Hart.
3: Hey guys, how you doing? Fun Christian stories. Uh Uh-oh. So in prior life I covered the li- prior life I covered the Lions and I covered uh Joseph- covered one of his family members, oh. Joe Fourier, if you remember back in the day. Yeah. He liked to dance a lot.
2: Yes. That's what we do in the four-year family. Not well. Well, listen, we're just willing to do it. (laughs) So, Michael, uh, I'm curious what you're hearing down there. Like, what is the holdup? Why has Bill not been hired yet to be the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons?
3: Well, there's a couple things at play here, right? Like, the first is that they are technically not compliant to get hire a coach, period. Uh, They interviewed Raheem Morris yesterday in a second interview. That was the second second interview that was done. The first was done, obviously, with Bill Belichick. Uh, So they need to do at least one more before they are in compliance with um, the Rooney rule. Uh, And I hate even saying it like that, to be clear, because I believe Raheem Morris is a legitimate candidate here. And I believe that the other guys that they're going to bring in at this point, and they are requesting a lot of second interviews, guys, a lot, uh, are all legitimate candidates. This has turned into, from what a lot of people thought, might be kind of a fate, a complete situation uh, with Bill Belichick. To well, I had sources telling me on Saturday after Belichick's second interview that it is quote wide open, and they really like their pool of candidates. So the first part of that, guys, is they actually, even if they want to, and that that is their plan, they physically cannot do that for at least, uh, you know, a day or two, depending on when certain interviews are being scheduled. But uh, in a broader sense, they seem to be taking a larger view and a larger look at a lot of people, including making – two that I reported, both Detroit coordinators, and I've seen other people report both Baltimore candidates, they interviewed uh, Anthony Weaver and Michael McDonald, uh, and they can't talk to any of those guys until next week because they're playing conference title games. So it seems on the face that this might be a while.
0: Michael, do you think on the surface a soon-to-be 72-year-old Bill Belichick uh, coming to a team that doesn't necessarily have a franchise quarterback Do you think it makes sense? Is he a good candidate for the situation that exists in Atlanta?
3: I think it depends on what Bill's plan at the quarterback position would be, would have been in those two interviews that he talked with their owner, Arthur Blank, and then in a second meeting with Rich McKay and Terry Fontenot and others about it. I I think they would want to know, certainly Blank would want to know, well, what is your plan at quarterback? Because that was the big issue. That's why Arthur Smith is not here anymore. To be very clear, a large portion of why he's not here, even though they'll downplay it, is they felt the quarterback play last year was, quote, deficient. And they're not wrong. There are so many uh, nuances to that that we don't have time to get into. But the issue is quarterback. So I would imagine that they would want to know, hey, what is your plan A? What is your plan B? What is your plan C? Uh, for, what is your short-term and long-term plan for the quarterback position? And, you know, if, if they don't like that answer, then that can be a deterrent as well. Uh, you guys know, you're, you've you been up in New England for a long, 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 long time. Bill does things a very specific and certain way, and that way I can tell you, because I covered uh, some Belichick protégés other places in Detroit and at Notre Dame, It uh, doesn't necessarily fit with, how things have been run here in the past. That doesn't mean that it won't happen. I'm just saying that it would be there would be changes that would need to be made. So we're
2: talking to Michael Rothstein, uh, who covers the uh uh Atlanta Falcons for ESPN. And I'm I feel like uh for Arthur Blank, there seems to be like a lot of rumors as far as people internally don't want Arthur Blank to hire Bill Belichick. And for me, it seems like Bill Belichick is Arthur Blank's like white whale. Like this is the one that got away. This is the one that can save all our problems. Like it's almost like he's obsessed with him and the opportunity. Like he can't pass it up. Do have you been hearing any anything you know internally as far as like there's been some conflict of interest and a little pushback
3: uh, on Bill
2: to, to uh, Arthur Blank.
3: Nothing that I can report because if I could report that you, you guys know exactly what I would be doing. (laughs) I'd be reporting the heck out of that. Uh nothing that nothing that I would feel confident putting my name behind and reporting. However, I mean you know, you can sometimes read TVs in situations and say, okay, well, you know, Arthur Black met with him one on one, then he meets with the whole staff, and then if you just look at it now, granted, to be clear When they met with Belichick a second time, there were two guys that they have talked to at that point that they could meet with twice at that point because of NFL regulations. Belichick and Jim Harbaugh. They're supposed to still have a potential second interview scheduled with Jim Harbaugh. We'll see if that happens. I would imagine that only happens if uh, maybe something falls through with the Chargers because it seems like they're talking right now. And, And we'll see what happens there. But they were just not able to talk to a whole bunch of people yet for a second time and really the the second they got a chance to talk to a whole bunch of people for a second time, they put in a whole bunch of slips. Now, of course that was after they talked to Belichick twice as well. Uh, the one thing I would say I've covered a lot of these and 12 seasons covering, this will be season 12 covering the NFL coming up. This is my fourth NFL coaching search. Uh, Covered a lot of them. I've covered some where it was very obvious who the guy was going to be, and some where you thought maybe you knew and then you didn't, and some that were all over the board. This is a unique one because of how many second interview requests the Falcons are putting in, which again leads me to believe that what my source told me on Saturday that's wide open is very possible. And I asked that same source, well, does this mean Belichick is out because you guys spent a bunch of time talking with him already? And I was told that they were, no, that's not the case either. So it sounds like Belichick is still in play here. But, you know, I, they're just taking their time and doing their, you know, their cliche due diligence. But, you know, sometimes cliches are true, right?
0: So this is a little bit similar to Christian's question from earlier. But are you. Um, In your sourcing and talking to people, the organization, there's definitely a power structure there that's very different than what Bill is coming from. It was Bill and Robert Kraft. That's it. There, there's obviously some intermediaries. How um, much on solid ground is Rich McKay or others within the organization? Are they uh, definitively part of the process moving forward? Does it depend on, well, they hire Belichick, they're out. If they hire a young coach, they're in. You know, what is the status of those intermediaries?
3: I mean, right now, it seems like they're in. Uh, I, I think that things can always be fluid and change, right? I, I, you know, I, well, at the January 8th press conference, when they after they fired Arthur Smith, it was Arthur Blank and Rich McKay sitting at that table. They answered questions for almost two hours. Uh, And one of the first questions that I asked, because it was very notable, it was, where was Terry Fontenot? Because your general manager typically shows up at these things when you fire a head coach. Uh, Their answer was he was, they gave a lot of answers. Some were weird, downright weird. Some, uh, I guess, made some sort of sense. Um, But they said he'll be a central part of the process. Uh, I believe that, that he has been a part of the process. Uh, but, you know, Rich McKay has done this a lot. At one point, he got they got asked, Arthur Blank got asked, well, you know, you guys have made a lot of hires and, and none of them really gotten what you truly want, which is, well, like, is there a problem with people doing the hiring? And he, Arthur Blank said, no, we don't think it's a problem with the pickers. And the pickers, of course, ultimately is Arthur Blank. But Rich McKay's had a large say in a lot of these. So I don't know. Hey, Rich. Listen, Arthur Blank relies on Rich McKay for a lot. He clearly trusts him. Rich McKay is a powerful figure in the NFL. He is, uh, you know, a very influential member of the NFL's competition committee. So I don't, I, I'm saying all of this to outline to your listeners that Arthur, Rich McKay and Arthur Blank have a very real relationship here. And I don't know what that's going to look like, but one would think if Bill Belichick comes in, that would Uh, shake up the apple cart, for lack of a better term. And I I don't know what any of that looks like. Uh, All of this is going to come down to what Arthur Blank, the team owner, wants to do because the final decision at the end of the day lies with him. And at 81, does he want to bring in Belichick and that he believes that's his best shot at getting at a Lombardi or you know, and, and kind of whatever happens, happens with other people, or, or does he say, you know what, I don't want to give someone that level of power potentially, potentially, and then you go, you go elsewhere. I, that's, there are a whole bunch of questions that frankly, we're not getting a lot of answers to. And, and anything that I've seen reported from anybody, these uh, I only talk about really what I've been able to gather um, has been very speculative.
2: So we're talking to Michael Rothstein. Last one for me, uh, Michael covers the Atlanta Falcons for ESPN. Uh, so Sean McDonough was on our morning show and he he mentioned that he had a friend down in Atlanta, a radio guy and the radio guy said 85% of the fans down in Atlanta do not want Bill Belichick as the next head coach. I, I'm curious, one, if you agree with that and if so why wouldn't they want the greatest coach of all time to come save the day and help them get back to the Super Bowl?
3: Oh man, this is a whole study in human culture. <laughs> No, um, I don't know if I would agree with 85%, but I would say this is not a celebrate. If, like, they brought in Bill Dolichek, it would be a celebration, like, yay, happy, everybody's super pumped, right? Now, some of this, too, is social media, and, you know, everybody gets angry at everything there sometimes. But I, I get the sense that there are some concerns because of, uh, you know, what might happen in the power structure they are also hiring guys going to be 72 next year. So that doesn't look like a long-term solution. So I think there's some like, okay, you do this for two, three years, then what? Well, if it's successful, okay, maybe a similar situation is what happened in New England, right, where they have uh, a in waiting or a, a very clear delineation succession plan in place. Um, but if it doesn't work, then you're right back here again and you potentially had to re tear up the roster in some ways, to get what players that Belichick fits his defense, which you look at what Ryan Nielsen and the Saints ran, or what the the Saints type of defense that the Falcons ran last year, I don't think that those two necessarily fit in certain areas, particularly in the front seven. So you're going to have to maybe do some work there and. Then offensively, what does that work? And in two or three years, again, if it doesn't work, you've got young skill position guys like Drake London, like Bijan Robinson, like Kyle Pitts, although I think a Kyle Pitts decision would be done before that uh, in terms of a long-term thing, that they might look around and be like, I'm going to be playing for my third coach now? You know, so uh, that to me, I mean, it might be some of the reasons why the fan base is like, "Uh, I don't know. Plus, let's be honest, guys, Bill Belichick is – the author, along with Tom Brady and Julian Edelman and James White, is the author of what the team owner has said the toughest loss in franchise history. What fans will tell you is the toughest loss in franchise history. Do you think that's, you know, that's too much of an, an issue? That that's a talking point.
2: Oh, so, but yeah, but he, he can assure all the fans that it'll never happen again.
3: Can he? Oh, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not saying <laughs> you would hope that. So. Like, that's the reason. I'm understand. I'm not saying that. That's the reason not to hire him. You asked like fan thought process, right? Like I can tell you, I've mentioned that in a couple of stories I've written about Bill Belichick, and people are like, "Why are you mentioning
2: that?" I'm like, "Don't ever say it, it again." He so he's yeah, a constant like, reminder. Really, that, yeah,
3: that happened.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So when it's all said and done, before we let you go, uh, do you think sure. he's hired? Do you think they end up hiring him?
3: Uh if you if, if I was on your show a week ago, I would have said yeah, I think he ends up being a guy. Right now, um I, I honestly this isn't a cop out answer, guys. I'm not trying oh, to Oh you gotta that. say
2: yes or no. Honest, Can't live on the fence, that always, don't always don't comes know. before it. Uh, come on, pick say yes or no. Y- yes or no.
3: <laughs> I <laughs> I I not I honestly I see I, I would say yes. if
2: <sighs> Yes or no, is
3: he the coach leave, of the Atlanta Falcons, toward- Michael? I would read towards yes, but a very, very slight yes. He
2: said yes. You said yes. Rothstein, All right, Colin, we yes. have you on record saying yes. All right, Michael, thank you.
3: I, maybe I have a slight in there, please. <laughs> no,
2: no, no, Michael Rothstein, you said yes. Thanks for joining us, buddy. We appreciate it. Uh, if you hear something, shoot us a text. If you know of any of those, uh, have some inside information, let us know beforehand so we can make the breaking noise. And, again, Michael Rothstein, ESPN covers the Atlanta Falcons for ESPN. Uh, we'll talk to you later, buddy. Thanks.
3: No
2: problem. Take care. Anytime. Um, all right. So, uh, doesn't seem like he knows exactly what's going on. Nobody has an idea now.
0: Nobody has a clue. Nope. But he said yes. He did say yes. He thinks Bill Belichick is going to coach the Falcons.
2: Uh, he's going to coach the Falcons. This is all white know. noise. This is all. This is what they do. This is how it Who's works. Who's they? They meaning. Yeah, this coaching and this search firm and and this agent and no. this executive. This is different. This, this is, Bill is all Belichick. leverage. These are leverage plays. You can't tell Wait, me Bill that, Belichick's playing leverage games. Like Jim isn't he Harbaugh above that? Is not going to be the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. He's going to be the coach of the Chargers. Like there, leverage. Any other, other players? Any other coaches? Offensive coordinators? Defensive coordinators? Players in the area? None of them are going to be as impressive as Bill. Impossible. Impossible.
0: Did any of them win five games last year? You know, because he only you, won four. You know, it just, I'm just saying. <laughs> I right, so we, uh,
2: I, you know, I haven't heard from you about the Red Sox. I'm going to bring my own millennial in here. I don't want you to scare. Me. You're going to want to listen, okay? Because the big bad, big bad monster that lives under uh, Coop's bed, his name is Andy Hart. He's been shaking and freaking out because he does not want to come in and kind of face you today. I but uh, Coop him. is going to come in. Because I I really want to get your opinion of the Red Sox because this whole idea that they're going to lose their fans I think is kind of nuts. They're never going to leave because they're too indebted and obsessed with the Red Sox and the Fenway experience. So we'll do that next.
1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Type that into your app search, then download. Gresh and Fourier on W E E I. These hey. songs screw me up
0: when they come in different ears. Messes with me. bother you guys not really i really don't even know what you're talking about you know like one ear plays and then the other ear, ear plays yeah you guys that's your headphone have that? yeah no 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 i think it's, that's a youth called problem. panic What's it, what called is it panic? called panic
3: Panning. handing oh i thought it was like like at the disco
0: yeah no it's not a headphone issue it's they designed multi-channels of music and one goes in your left one goes in your right and then the stereo. whole thing starts you know what stinks about how do you look like a deer in headlights nah. lost Maybe Try your to, headphones. Stick. You're stick. Mine do that all the time because you're mine, thinking way too hard about it. Oh,
2: the, the new voice that you're hearing is Cooper Leonard. Oh, hey. My hello, bitch. Whoa, Cooper. Gov- government. Name. Cooper Leonard. Yeah, you're. Well, how do you like? What's like? What's your uh, like? What does it say on your uh, on uh, like uh, your heading? Like, what do you like in charge of what? Like, what is your description of what your title? Yeah, what is it? What? How do we? I don't even know job that much. description. Yeah, because you, you do everything.
4: Uh, me and Nick often joke about this and that. Like, if if any of I haven't watched Office Space. He tells me to watch it all the time, but apparently there's a guy on there that got fired, but he just keeps showing up. I feel oh, yeah. like that's me. Yeah. I, I just, like, jack of all trades. You do You used to do there. I, like, on, in my signature for my email should just be jack of all trades.
2: Yeah, but you're really, like, at your core. So video,
4: live stream, progression, yep, Fourier, yeah, yep, 10 to okay. 2. Yep. Oh,
0: so you were the one earlier that did a good job getting hurling up. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That was quick, me. and that was good. Thank yeah, he does. it, But mo-
2: your core like at your core, you're you're you I need you're to a work Sox on my core. You're a socks guy. Like you're yeah. a Red Sox guy. Like Playtassi, have-
4: great podcast. Okay, yeah, uh, took over. It used to, formerly known as the Bradfo Show. That knows. Okay. those that know that. Uh, but yeah, we're kind of leading the the Red Sox okay. beat in the podcast. Okay, so let's right now take a
2: AI. let's go back in time just to the weekend because it was it was the Red Sox Winter Hell weekend and curious because I haven't heard your opinion of this and I'm curious to know if you can even defend this coop. No. Because I feel like it may need some defending because if you're there all the time. But this is a Sam Kennedy, a famous
0: quote, famous line with Local Ken Curtis. Yep. When we have two sucky seasons like we've had, these are natural questions. We have to take them. But I can tell you, as a kid who grew up less than a mile from Fenway Park, if you think for one second that we aren't passionate, committed, dedicated to the Boston Red Sox. You're wrong, you're a liar, and I'll correct you on it because it's total BS and we are committed. We're frustrated, we take it personally, it angers us when we don't win, and we understand their natural questions.
4: Hmm. Mm. I guess I'm a liar.
0: Uh, really you're a
2: liar? Yeah. Are you a liar? Want to know why Didn't quite go the way I wanted it to But that's fine Totally fine
3: I'm yeah, I'm <laughs> we, should this, out, we should start this Whole segment
2: over like work that this machine whole, Over there man, it's not, we'll, I don't yeah, work right. the machine The story of the the Christian Fourier as a host That didn't go quite Saying, How I wanted it to <laughs> I wonder if I can Maybe if I can like Blame my
0: quarterback For that Yeah you're used to taking direction. Can I just blame my quarterback. You're a for tight them? end, not a wide receiver. You so, always had a coach and a QB telling oh, you how to do it, when to, to, do it, where to do it. Nobody told hey.
2: me how to do anything. Okay, like you and this whole hierarchy. You think like the quarterback is in charge of everything. He isn't. Oh, you're you told like, that's Tom Brandy a Brandy myth. The- absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Name three times. Uh, Washington Redskins game when he got a concussion, didn't know which way to go, blue or green. Shh, not supposed to. Tell okay. Him. Uh, during the Super Bowl when I said I'd be open, I wasn't. <laughs> Vrabel was. Vrabel uh, was. Uh, every single time on third down or any red zone, pot pass. Bam, there you go. So Brady is a, a fraud. Absolutely. You were the man behind the man. Carried. Like where you saw one, fe- one set of footprints, that was me carrying him. <laughs> Would you call him uh, a game manager? Oh. Oh, don't tease that yet. We're, we're getting to that. All right, so I want to get your opinion because this is – Do I get? Do I have this right? Do you think that the – based on the way the – Red Sox, ownership, management, whatever, are handling this situation, that they are in like danger of
0: losing fans? Absolutely. How could they not be? After two sucky seasons, the only true thing he said in there was two sucky seasons. I I agree 100% with that. The rest of it, I thought, was fake, scripted, fake passion. We even didn't play the part where he said you can't question our commitment. This is what happens when you lose on the field. No, 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 no. That's not how that works. The Mets... Lost on the field. No one questioned their commitment. They questioned their execution of a plan, their expenditures, and how they went about it. They're questioning the Red Sox' commitment because, as you just self-admitted, you had two sucky seasons and did nothing about it. You went out and did nothing to make your team better this year. So, yes, I think you're on the verge of losing fans. What I asked you is, are they in more danger? And what do they care about more might be a secondary question. Are they in more danger of losing hardcore fans or pink hat fans? Can I answer first? Go ahead. Because Coop was doing the look at the lights no. and think of my answer. Well, Pause. No, it,
4: Ponder. it's tough because the diehards, like the diehards were out at winter weekend, but yeah. the diehards are also the ones paying to boo you. Correct. So there's this whole like dichotomy of yes, fans are still going to be committed and they're more in love with the product of the Red Sox more than they are the product of Fenway Sports Group. Like if 04 never happens, there's still that group of people still going to Fenway Park every year. I'm still a nutty person going to Fenway Park and going out in the bleachers and having a good time and watching a
0: terrible product. Well you don't get So the You're studio. a borderline you pink cat. You're a you're a you're a diehard pink cat. Yeah, I guess so. Right? Because I think the pink hats, I don't think they will lose the pink hats, honestly. Because I think the pink hats go to hang out, have a few beers, they're three or four times a year, the club, the the Fenway experience that they're now telling us they're legitimately describing as the Fenway experience. Not the Red Sox experience, because the Red Sox experience, you know what that is? Sucky, he just told you. It's been sucky for two years. Is that the New England
4: Patriots mentality, or is that the Boston sports mentality, though? I think there's a huge difference between the two of those. I think the New England Patriots, and they kept winning. They started this whole thing. But like Gresh and I have talked about, like, 4 Red Sox really kicked off. This whole mentality of Boston sports being like, we have to win every single year.
2: Yeah, the whole arrogant, irritating exactly. attitude. Spoiled, you, entitled. Spoiled, t- entitled. Yeah, that's, that you, was created say, by the Red Sox or the Patriots. I would say the Patriots. I would, I, I would. Too. I would say
4: in the next few years, you're going to see a whole lot of New England sports fans Kind of turn away from sports in general, and I, I don't say that on a radio bad for station. Us. That's supposed to, yeah, I know. Uh,
0: but <laughs> drop that. <laughs> but the Dump whole it. thing,
4: like, I think that is a reality of what is going on. Like, you're going to see people start tuning out the Patriots because they're like, Oh, well, I, I don't get to celebrate on Causeway or celebrate on uh, Park well, that, that, that's that's you. You're the millennial no, guy not because you're the guy that we show up the Fenway Park.
2: You're spoiled. No, you're the spoiled guy. Wait, how old are you? 26. Okay, so five. you're the guy. You don't know your you're, age You're no. a bouncer and you're, that age now. you're the You're the kid that we're talking about that is disenchanted, like disinterested because there's not a guarantee of going to an AFC championship, playing in the ALCS.
0: Like you're that type of person. So, Andy, you would boycott Fenway Park. If you're, my, I wouldn't boycott if you're my age, it, you're boycotting Fenway. It's not as much boycott for me. It's I have no interest in the Boston Red Sox right now. Okay, but say you I'm are. not planning on watching. like this. Fr- I watch a lot of Red Sox in like the 7 to 9 hour. Just yep. all summer long. It's like, what do I do when I get home? Put the Red Sox on and see what they're Background doing. Background noise. I'm not going to be doing that. I don't care. Okay. I literally have almost nothing to care about. Tom Warner didn't care either. Did you notice when he started to defend the team and he said, get Tristan this. Casas, all-star almost at first base. <laughs> almost. And then he goes, <laughs> kind of, sort of. Grissom, people tell me, pretty good ball player. Yeah, <laughs> he, like, he ran out of gas clubs. at his second guy. you love
4: this. So I was, I showed up a little bit late for the media scrum beforehand, credentialed, no big deal. And uh, I asked them, I, I go, hey, uh, where are you sitting media this year? Because I had gone last year, and I got to watch that whole mess from up above <laughs> where they stick the media. And uh, whoever was doing PR, a lovely lady, she just goes, you know, I'm not too sure. Way to have your PR in order, Red Sox. And so she just, like, leads me out. And this is at the Mass Mutual Center, which doubles as a hockey arena as well. And she just sits me, like, right on the bench for the hockey, like, rink. And I'm sitting there. I'm taking notes, like, Papelbon's firing up the crowd and everything. And in comes Tom Werner. And he sits down with his whole crew right in front of me. And I'm like, I'm sitting here until someone kicks me out because I just want to watch his mannerisms during this whole entire thing. And he's an entertainment guy. Right. This is he, everything so that happened. His, so, what was he like? What was he the entire time? Because that is exactly what he wanted until it got to Sam Kennedy and uh, Craig Breslow. And then it got a little bit more grimacing. And then, about halfway through, like he's the president of the United States, he looks down on his security detail and all of his little. He's got
2: a security detail? Oh, yeah. Come on. Tom at, Warner? At this type of place? Yeah.
0: I he's so. he's been at like we've been at restaurants yeah and but he's, bars in, a, he's and stuff in an arena and he's full no of people that hate him angry Red Sox yeah. fans oh my but god he does, the angry he Red Sox fans are the weakest
4: they're he weak down to his security and they all get up at the same time and they file out halfway through Sam Kennedy and Craig Breslow being lamented he gave up on them in that instance and the thing that killed me more about this and this is where I get to like kind of the whole Red Sox fandom brain thing is Tim Wakefield's tribute came up after that. And as an entertainment guy, he has to know what is going on in the show. So he knows the Tim Wakefield thing is coming up right. after. So as owner of this team, if you can't bear through insults from fans that care about the product you're trying to like, give them, come on. You give up. That is the instance of when I'm thinking this guy does not care about this team anymore. And they don't. I don't. Also, they care about the real estate around.
0: But it. I also, get, you brought it up. There are reasons why they wouldn't care as much that are legitimate. 2004 is one of them. Like, yes. When you're pursuing a girl, that's different than when you're now six years into the relationship, right? It's just different. You got some that's, things you want to talk about there? Hell, when you've been married for 20 years, it's different but than I when think, you were on the honeymoon period. There's a reason people call lost, it the honeymoon period. Yeah, so it, no, I, do, I, I do think there's a part of it. It's like
2: well, we've already kind of accomplished more than any of us thought was imaginable. We've made the sacrifices. We went literally went all in, spent as much money as we could, and we said yes to almost everything. And now I don't think there's this, if there is this – if there was a willingness to, to have that same mentality, that they would be in play like the Dodgers, like the Yankees, like all these other teams that do dumb, douchey, and stupid things, but they're not. Suddenly they're fiscally responsible, and suddenly they have discipline. Suddenly it's all about the young kids – And I get it. You need some sort of foundation, right? You can't just throw a bunch of studs at a bunch of babies. It's all about the young kids
4: that aren't going to be able to afford to live in your real estate market in a couple years. No, they should
2: have have some sort of like, you know, like team housing situation. How about a dorm room or something like
0: that? Create something for them. Work with BU. Coop, you know one of the Andy Hart rules of sports is it's entertainment. Yep. So I don't even care if you're pursuing a title as passionately and as aggressively and as, you know, financially as you once did in 03-04 cuz you were tr- in a different phase of your life as an organization. Entertain me. Yep. You should realize I want to see when they go through the lineup on the screen, there should be guys that I'm like, "Oh, nice." So about 7:15, well, the- he'll be up. like Adrian, Bel- Casas- Adrian
4: Beltrade just went into the Hall yes. of Fame. 0809 weren't the years that the Red Sox were hoping for after 07. Me. They pick up Adrian Beltre. Entertained me. Hundred fifty something games played. Twenty eight home runs. Wasn't the biggest. Swinging
0: one. from his shoes on exactly. a one
4: knee. That is someone that is entertaining out there. I hope Tristan Casas ends up being that guy. He was trotted out and labeled as for like Papelbon called him a leader of the clubhouse, which is wild for a second year player. Correct. But that is now your entertainment guy. Right, and, and like that's what like for the fans that do want to like hold on and stay on, and as you said at the beginning of the show, I'm going to somehow defend the red. Yeah, Sox. I want
2: I want you to defend him. I want, sh- that that is, the is, I want he, you to be. I want you to be. Are you the hardcore or the pinky? I'm not sure which one you are. He's I a hardcore
4: that, pinky. You're a yeah, hardcore. No, I'll, which you feel I'll like that? Because at this point, you, you you're not going to be able to tell John Henry to spend the money that you want him to. He, it's not your money, so you can yell at him until you're blue in the face, and you know what? They signed Devers for you up by doing that. But now you're going to have to try and figure out what I'm, what is going to be the next product. And that sucks to admit. And at Winter Weekend, you're with all these fans and you're seeing like, oh, they're happy to be around something that they love. But they get reminded that ownership does not care about that thing that they See, love. I, I, so you have to start buying into the things that Red Sox ownership will give you in guys like Marcelo Meyer. Guys like Teal. He's not on like my TV Roman screen. Anime. He's not
0: in my ballpark. Exactly. So, so should I go to Worcester? Por- should I go to Portland? Portland is a beautiful city. So they're telling me to if I'm interested in their organization and really what matters in their organization, don't go to Fenway Park. Exactly. Go to Portland.
4: The Fenway experience is great. You're going to p- pay premium for I've it. Done but if you want, if you I've done that. I've been there done base. that. There's a big wall. There's
0: a bad seat. Okay, been there, you. done that. No, it's that's the, the Fenway It's not the
4: Red Sox experience. Okay, no,
0: that is
2: a cop-out. That yeah, no, I don't out. disagree Because it's not that. Canopy Lake Park. This isn't <laughs> Six Flags, Magic Mountain. Don't right? give them ideas. I mean, we're I'm not a Listen, when my kids now told me, <laughs> when my kids told me, like, for, like, uh, for an eighth grade uh, graduation, whatever, they were going to Fenway Park as, like, a reward, and I, and I said, whose idea was this? This is a well. punishment.
0: I did, I did that.
2: This is a punishment. I'd rather go to, you know, uh, Plymouth Rock I really go to the field no, no, so that. that's no. an exaggeration. No, it is. It's Put some just, on It is rock. just as entertaining. No, rock is as one of the most underwhelming through.
0: things ever. It literally that big. is just a rock, <laughs> and it's it's not a it's, huge it's rock. Not a, it's and just how a do we even life? know it's the I exact rock that of, they
2: actually I, stepped on? All my who out of town friends, I bring there. Who really? from
0: 1476 said that this is the act? I think Fenway and the Rock are comparable because we go there and no, not that rock. Can't say that. so is the Freedom Trail. What is the difference
2: no, the between freedom. Fenway Park, the Freedom Trail, Canterby Lake Park? The reason why they are expressing well, Lake this— Lake Park is fun. No. It's, well, people will say, listen, I'm, I get to walk along the
0: street. There's no traffic. I spend all this money. But it's a different entertainment factor than what mm. sports typically I want to see baseball. I want to see a guy exactly. who's going to hit a home run. I want to see a pitcher that I'm excited to strike somebody out. And they don't have a lot of that. Give me another, how, how give deep me another can you stadium go?
2: that's like that. Give me the Dodger, g- Wrigley. No, Wrigley? Dodger Stadium, stadium is not like that. Wrigley. It's Wrigley. not— Dodgers Stadium is not situated in an area that is easily accessible. There's one way that's up, true. one way down. It's on the top of a mountain. But you know what? And people there's are nothing be else around Themselves
4: it. in there to see Otani and uh. Oh I no know. no! It'll
2: be a nightmare yeah. traffic wise. But so
0: what? It's that people love the Dodgers. It's worth it. No, but they also love the talent. Well, I, if I were it. a Dodgers fan, I am like giddy. I'm watching every game, every at bat, every inning. Right? No. Yeah. That's the but entertainment I mean, like, I would, part. I would of say
4: it. Wrigley not just because of, like, the age of the stadium, but because of what the Ricketts, their ownership group, uh, just put them through is exactly what Fenway Sports Group is now doing. They revitalized all of Wrigleyville. They put right. a sports book into Wrigley itself. If you go – if you walk outside of Wrigleyville – I have a friend that lives in that neighborhood. Shout out Westy. <laughs> it's, it's, like, Fenway right now. It's, like, decrepit. It's not the nicest area in the world. But as soon as you get a block within the stadium – It is brand new buildings, it is new shops, it's bakeries, it's everything that a tourist would want to see exactly yeah I don't, so i'm not a tourist what i'm a local is going to turn into
0: i don't get it it's and
2: it's, it's money it's happening. That's, that's what in it foxborough. is that's what you're getting it's happening in foxborough Wait, what is happening in foxborough because i'm a taxpayer in foxborough people in foxborough. that's not affecting your taxes oh, okay good so but they're people, not going to go up are they
0: they're talking about what? the new scoreboard and tv screen the lighthouse who's the uh keeper of the light bell oh, ringer hey so did lame. you hear it's tom brady day hey we're bringing vrabel back Hey, does any of this have to do with see that hundred yard rectangle that has players on it? No, they distract you when the team stinks. Yep. in a sport they they start br- they start bringing back Papelbon yep. and Ortiz and Pedro, which is a double edged sword because yes, I want to see those guys, but it also reminds me we don't have anything like those guys. I want talent, and you know what other thing bothered me? I saw the light, Nick. I'll get there in a minute. Sorry, the their uh, focus on. Internal development, um, Pedro, no. nope, Ortiz, mm. everybody. Basically, on the Rich Keefe and I did it last night. It was worse than I thought. Every member named not named Trot Nixon was not a developed player. And also
4: look at every big name pitcher that they have picked up in the last twenty years. Yes, all of the guys that they have developed have left. Lester, right. Everyone else, Beckett, Pedro. Uh, who else am I thinking? Lackey, uh, Price. Sale all these guys are acquired via the free agent market or trades, and it's why I develop and pay guys.
0: And it's why I liked the first press conference from Craig Breslow because he said acquire like 10 times in that first day when he was announced. That was was for nice, we're going to acquire uh, people, we're acquiring tickets, and now it's like, well, we got to develop these guys. It's really about the minor leaguers, like, what is this business model and how do I get out of it? Mm. Poop uh, has not convinced me of anything, by the way. Uh, wh- oh, wasn't I, he supposed uh, to make me happy about the Red Sox? I was just supposed to give you
4: little things to look forward to. Noah Khan playing at Fenway, that's what I'm looking forward to. Not an actual baseball game, just concerts now. So, yeah, that's where Fenway's that at. Are they
0: still doing the big ski jump? Yeah.
4: Oh, that was cool. Yeah, what are they, they had the Red Bull crashed ice. They got, was, they got more hurling?
2: Uh, I would
0: pay for hurling
4: that. hurling
2: coming to town? Football. The worst thing they could do is play football in that stadium. Have it a is, crappy it's, game it's, in what? there? It's, it's, if you're a high uh That's sure. Cool. You know what? It, you can't teams see that as a play parent. Quite you can't honestly, see. It's a horrible viewing product. It's terrible. Even I don't, don't like it at all. Even watching baseball there
4: isn't like that great.
2: Like You're not comfortable Oh, wait. The Fenway point.
4: experience isn't yeah, great? No.
2: So now you're telling me that, that when I go, I should just go to Canopy Lake Park. I
4: mean, you could do the, the Freedom po- Trail. You know the it's Freedom probably, Trail's free.
0: It's probably cheaper to go to Canopy Lake Park or Six Flags. What about the Big E? You ever been to the Big E? Where's that? What are you, in North Shore Springfield. What's the Big E? Is that not Springfield, whatever it's called, the big fair? Botanical Gardens? State Fair. I do the Marshall awesome. food there, Fair. Ridiculous. Okay. Oh.
2: Well, we got to go. Listen, uh, not bad. Thank you. Not bad. Not bad. He not did bad. not deliver on what not you bad. promised. Not, well, I mean, he, he was, was so, supposed to get me happy was, and excited. That's an unsellable get, product. He did get you That was an unsellable excited. product. Jim I can't, Nagy got I can't me happy
0: that. about the, the Patriots. Okay, and? And then you got me happy or more happy about the Celtics. There we go. And then Coop came in to do the Coop Red Sox thing, go and he fell on his face. You ruined it, Coop. I do kind of want – people Great say food. Portland, good beer, Great good food, food, and to see actual good players in good a baseball ballpark. uniform.
2: Good ballpark.
0: Love you sold the me. Dogs. You finished wrong. I'm going to Portland. There Screw we go. you, Fenway experience.
2: All right, <laughs> uh, Coop. Uh, man, the twitch. We've been. We've all been on a one shot. Three bucks right here, all three of us. Good job today. Appreciate it. Uh, Nikki. big deal. Uh, no big deals Next.
1: Fresh and Fourier On WEEI Download the Odyssey app And listen on demand Anytime
2: You got anything to say for yourselves? We didn't think it was that big a deal No big deal it's
3: a Deal.
2: Big deal. <laughs> Nothing's a big deal. There's no big deal.
4: No big deal. I don't know how to put this, but kind of a big
2: deal. Kind of a big deal in New England right now. No big deal. You know what? Actually, I feel like this is no big deal. Not
0: a big deal. Is that how everyone feels? Not a big deal. huh? Big deal. Who cares? Can't deal with it. Yeah, I can't right. deal with it. This is a huge deal.
2: Oh, big deal. No big deal. All right. Uh, I got to get your opinion of this because we, we, we both got kids in high school. Yeah, um, and the obviously everybody's got a cell phone, uh, and I'm curious to know like what you what the protocol in the heart uh, household is when it comes to cell phones. Uh, and your kids are older; do they have it at all times. Dinner table? Do they have to put it in a box? Do they do they have to turn it over? Do they have to converse with you, or does that it not even exist anymore?
0: Uh, it's a struggle. I fight that battle uphill with put your phone away. Yeah, it was like like we were how at dinner often the other you night. Say that? Oh. Uh, Every meal yeah. multiple times because we were at dinner and my daughter, I can see her like under the table, like texting somebody. at home. No, this was out. Oh, so you went we out to wait- dinner. We were okay. not like a fancy restaurant, but we were like waiting for wings and beers. And I was like, put your phone away. I keep threatening her. I don't even know if I can do it. I keep telling her I'm going to go on the T-Mobile app and shut her phone off. I don't even know if I'm capable of doing that in my phone, but I threaten to do it all the time. I, I can.
2: Can you do on that? On my end. Yeah, I can shut it down. I'm going to do. How do I-, I need instructions? It is. It is the best threat. Because you can actually pay it off. Just click. You can just click it off. There's no internet. There's no nothing. But uh, in the school, is a little bit different because there's a new uh, cell phone policy uh, going on at uh, Lowell High School, uh, which goes into effect today, uh, would have students turn off their phones upon entering the classroom and placing them in a designated uh, classroom container. Won't work. Uh, so this is the, I guess, is this, Nick, is this the superintendent of schools at Lowell High School? Let's hear what he has to say.
1: The purpose of the policy is to create a focused and engaging environment and reduce the distractions that cell phones create. We know this will be a difficult adjustment as cell phones are an important part of our students' lives. If you need to contact your child during the school day, please keep in mind that they will not be able to see their phones during class. If you need to contact your child during the class period, you may call your child's house office at the school to relay a message or for a dismissal.
2: All right, big deal, no big deal. Low high school. Taking away the phones, putting it in a lockbox.
0: No big deal. They did this at Dartmouth two years ago. They had phone hotels. It fell apart. Teachers didn't properly uh, stick with it. Some teachers made them do it. Some didn't. Kids started bringing in second phones that they would put in, like old phones that they would put in the hotel and keep their regular phone at them. Kids have... In, in our school, oh they my, that's even... Oh, like,
2: That's like a prison mentality. Oh, yeah. The he, guards are going to, like, pat me down. Yes. So let me make sure I, like, move my weapon away yep. so they won't get it.
0: Or they some kids, because I think in our place it was almost like a, um, a sleeve. They would take it out of the case and put the, the case in so it would look like there's a phone in there. But they actually kept their phone, not the case. In our school, they have it... I don't know what they do, but it's really hard to get service in our schools, like even when oh, I go to games. That's actually the best way to handle this. Yeah, but you know what the kids do? Now the kids have VPNs. They have some way around it by downloading these VPN programs. What's a VPN? A virtual protocol network, I think it's called. But I'll go to things, and I'll what, be like... What, is it like,
2: like an external hard drive of some kind no, no, for wi No, no, it's a
0: thing on your phone that gets a different way to get in... Because I'll go to the school and my phone's not working and I'll look and my daughter's like banging away on Snapchat. I'm like, wait, why, why do you have service? She's like, VPN. And I'm like, what the hell? And she going? pays for this on her own. No, it's free. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But, no, this will not work. The kids are ahead of you. The kids will find a way around it. Your teachers will spend more time trying to crack down on it than it's worth. When, Plus, did, tools, when did phones in schools become like an actual, actual acceptable thing, though? I only graduated high school nine years ago. Uh, probably in the last five. If you five. had it, it was like they took it. You got it back at the end no, of the yeah. day. You had like a week's worth well, of Well, a lot attention. of teachers use it now. Oh, go on your phone and find this. Or use your phone for a calculator. Or use your phone for this. And then I also think... And this is a scary, slippery slope thing that I don't really want to bring up, but like school shootings and things, like people want their phones. That's a safety issue. Safety, get in touch, parent to child, child to parent, whatever. So there's a lot of layers. I hate them. I hate them. You shouldn't even be allowed to bring them to school. Okay, so I asked my kids about this
2: because I do think it's a big deal because they should do it. Uh, say suffer deal with Mm -hmm. it it's not a big deal you could have them 40 minutes later and if there is a major issue you can run over there and grab them you don't need them on your person at all times because it is funny because there's a petition with over 1,200 signatures And, quote, we believe this newer, stricter policy was not crafted with the students' best interests in mind, nor with our safety and security as a consideration. And this policy has been met with widespread uh, 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 opposition from us students. Of course the students don't want it. Of course. I asked both my sixth grader and my senior in high school. And neither one of them can have their phones. Mm -hmm. The only time they can have their phones out, sixth grader, and senior in high school is when the teacher tells them they can use it. Downtime, whatever it is. Uh, And and sometimes in certain classrooms, they do have like a little lockbox. It's not universal at the school, but I don't understand what the big deal is. Like, honest to God, what is the big deal? So you're removed from your phone for
0: what, 40 minutes? 40 minutes? I'm with you. And as Nick said, he's not old. And as recently as X number of years ago, nine years ago, people didn't have these. We made it for hundreds of years, people going to school, bitching about this, doing that without phones, and now it's something where you're petitioning for this. I, this I, isn't I, fair, our public safety. It's ridiculous. I, I think it's too late, though. I think we're oh, yeah, situations where trying
2: to, like, I don't know, psychoanalyze these kids and try to convince them that it's okay to be away from it. it. Isn't it just like a modern day version of passing notes, though? Like isn't that the same thing? Because or is it or is it like you know Teen Beat magazine, you know Sports Illustrated? Isn't it the same all thing? would you things. sneak
0: something into class? Yeah, but it's all of those in one. It's communication. It's internet. It's whatever. Because I mean, some kids are watching highlights. Like oh, I'm going to watch have the you, NBA games from last have night. Have you ever forced
2: your kids to just unplug? Have you ever forced them to unplug and just because there is like a a weaning off phase where like they go through withdrawals because mm-hmm. I will take them to my father-in-law and mother-in-law's house in New Hampshire. There is no service. And so as we get closer to the house, the less and less bars they get and the more panicky they get. Love it. And then when they, and then literally the next day, it's almost like
0: they never had their phone in the first. It's literally, they literally go through withdrawals. Right. No, I, we don't really, other than vacation, usually they're not on their phones on vacation, but other than that, Now, how
2: pissed would you be if you take your family to like a really nice beach resort and then your kids are sitting there
0: on your on their phones? Extremely. That drives me insane. It is. I've always said this. If I ever got the Thanos power, you know, when he snaps and he gets rid of half the population, it would be phones. I would snap. All phones would go away. All smartphones. If you want to still have just a plain, I love cell the old phone, school flip phone. That's fine. Where you had to sit there and press one yes. button for one letter. Other than that, I would get rid of smartphones in a heartbeat. They bring way more stress and aggravation than they do help. That I just, I have no. Overall, need for I think I would agree with
2: you. That's they why I do. think it's
0: a big deal. Like if you don't start, and I would say I would
2: tell them, I don't know how young parents start buying their kids phones. For me, they didn't get it until they were like in fifth grade. And then it was, like, regulated. It was yeah. like an old iPhone or uh, something like that where, like, they just had Wi-Fi use. It wasn't cellular.
0: So and they mean, couldn't be streaming all over the place. And we're not even getting into, like, nude pics and videos and inappropriate videos. Wait, wait, that, wait what? Nude pics? Uh, of teenagers. Oh, so, terrible yeah. man. Horrible. But
2: Horrible. those,
0: every once in a while, those happen. You know, a dude gets caught something, gives it to this, and then all of a sudden the whole school has seen it, like, 45 minutes later. All of those issues, there's just... They are more trouble than they are worth, these smartphones at the I'm kids I'm with have. you. If I had my choice, I'd say I'd do without
2: them. Well, that's a big deal, no big deal. All right, Andy, let's get down to the Patriots and their offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator searches. Demarcus Covington uh, interviewed, uh, uh, in-house candidate, and also Zach Robinson interviews today. Um, I'm curious to know your opinion on this. I know you talked about this with Keith. I've been talking about for a while. Do you think that... Gerard Mayo needs to hire an old-school offensive coordinator where he can literally just leave him alone and deal with the defense. That's next.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.